Hello, everybody, and welcome to the PK Podcast. We're going to be talking about my PK for a baseball team and then talking about a big-time offer that happened today. So let's dive right into it. Alright, so hope everyone is having a great day. Uh, Lots of big things happening recently. Obviously, state championship happened recently. But other than that, uh, other recruiting-wise, it's been kind of slow recently. But um, we had a big offer today, so that's good. Uh, So let's dive right in as all PK team. Um, I'm pumped for this. I've done some research. I'm hopefully, I'm hopefully there, knowledge-wise, to where this is decently accurate. I'm sure the coaches one is going to be way more accurate, but um, let's hope that uh, I'm able to get most of these right. So, diving right into it, I'm going to have first base, second base, shortstop, third base, outfield, outfield, outfield. So three outfield spots, catcher and pitcher. So. Um, I mean, let's dive right in. Let's waste no time. At first base, we've got Clayton Bokema out of Davenport North, sophomore. He has ridiculous hitting stats uh, so far this year, like stats that blow your mind. Um, plus five, he had a like a he led the state in batting average, um, and he also hits for power. He has five home runs on the year. Um, he had about a one dot like. Four OPS, which is right up there with some of the best hitters in the league. Um, I think he deserves it. He he's a little bit low on the at bat side, but I think he deserves the where he's at. Um, he doesn't strike out a lot. He produces runs. He got 26 RBIs. Gets on base. He's almost at a 600 clip. He had 45 hits in only 28 games. I'm not sure if he got injured or something to why it's only 28 games, but. Um, yeah, that, that yeah, I think he deserves it. Other first baseman I think could maybe get there is Tam Tamden Webb Tate out of Ankeny. He could be a first baseman, but uh, or a catcher. I think he's he's primarily a catcher, but he could play first base. But I got Bokema. Um, you'll see Tamden later. Or probably on the team. As for second base, we're moving on. This will be a little bit shorter of an episode, so this won't. We'll, we'll move through this pretty quickly. Second base, I've got Johnny Morig out of Dubuque, Hempstead. Point four six one average, one dot one nine eight OPS, and a five home runs on the year. The uh, Murig was so impressive this year. He's his hitting stats are ridiculous. Um, he definitely deserves to be on there. Second baseman wise, there's no one even close. I think in my that that plays second base that would be competing with them for the spot um easily one of the better best infield hitters there is i'm not sure about his glove again i don't have a huddle system to like watch these games play out i would if i could but uh they don't really have that for baseball which kind of sucks but um yeah murek deserves it he runs away with it in my brain shortstop i've got cooper nicholson out of Dowling, he has been really good this year. Well, he was really good last year, 
<laughs> Jeez, that's going to take some getting used to saying last year. Um, he led the state in hits, 4-3-3 average. Um, he had hits for Powery. He's got eight home runs on the season, 1.221 OPS. I thought I think he deserves it. It's I I think it's a simple decision. You could argue Gable Mitchell. I'm gonna go with Nicholson in this one. I think Nicholson's glove and hitting are just too much to pass up on. Um, I, I he's uncommitted right now. It's, I'm interested to see where he goes. I believe it will be baseball. He's good. He's a great wide receiver too, but um, I think it'll be baseball for him. Moving on to third base, I've got Cal Sullivan uh, from Prairie. 4-3-2 average, 1.233 OPS, and five home runs on the year. He uh, was impressive at third. Um, high OPS. He doesn't strikes out. He net like he has one of the lowest strikeouts. Four strikeouts on the year. He has four strikeouts on the year. That is nuts, man. A 2% strikeout percentage for Sullivan. Um, he didn't really show out in the state tournament, but he was good all year. Uh, so he's my third baseman. Outfield, three outfield spots. I've got Miles Risley. Uh, Miles Risley, he's up for MVP combos, so he deserves to be on here for sure. He has power, six home runs on the year, 1.252 OPS, and 4.35 average. Uh, Risley, he's got a great glove. He's going to Kirkwood. Um, I'm I'm really interested to see how his college career goes. Um, if he gets to a D1, he's got he's got crazy talent, man. He's, his glove out there is amazing. He's fast. He's he's kind of got it all. In Iowa high school baseball, he's definitely a five tool player. So um, he's he's definitely one of when you're talking about the Mount Rushmores of players this year. Miles Risley is on there without a doubt. Moving on to the second spot, we've got Carter Thomas, 4-2-3 average, 1.369 OPS and six home runs. Uh, Carter Thomas really set the record for triples this year with 14. Um, he had literally one of the best seasons you can ask for. This kid's a stud, man. He, he's got amazing speed, great glove, and he's got power. Um, he did pitch a little this year, not the best pitching numbers, but he still, he can still pitch. At the beginning of the year, he had like a 14 strikeout game, so he he's able to pitch. Um, but yeah, he's a, he's a great player, great hitter, um, electric. It's gonna suck that he isn't playing anymore. He's he's elite, man. He's going to Wayne State. Um, best of luck there to Carter Thomas. Next spot. Outfield spot, I've got Dylan Davis. Uh, Dylan Davis has been an elite hitter for a couple of years now. Um, he has ridiculous hitting stats. He's one of the highest. He's the second highest OPS on this team. Four six one average. What that four Ted OPS AO Bruds. He was so good uh, this year. He has amazing power. He's been at the top of the home run board for a while, for both years. I, I believe he's first last year, and now he's like around that top three, top four range. So he's been really elite for a while. This would be like your right fielder. He's going to just get you base hits if this was an actual team and he's just going to hit for power, clean up spot type bat. 
Um, on to our catcher, Trevor Baumler. Trevor Baumler gets it for me. TCU commit as a sophomore. 487 average, 1.448 OPS, and 11 bombs on the year. Um, I mean, what a re- This has got to be... I just got to talk about this. He comes in as a sophomore and literally sets the league on fire. This, I, I, he came in hitting and he had like five bombs within the first, but like two weeks of the season. Um, he came in just on fire. Uh, cooled down a little bit power wise. He obviously didn't keep that pace up, but he still. I mean, you he had a ridiculous season. And he would never look. He never really wavered on the year. Yeah, state tournament. He drove in like five sack flies. It felt like. I believe the official number is like three. Um, yeah, he, Trevor Baumler has been. He's just been elite this year. The the underclassmen. That like this year were nuts. I didn't even mention Nolan Grout. who. He played third base. He could have been. You, there's a conversation you can make that Cal Sullivan. Uh, no, I think looking at the numbers, I got Cal Sullivan over him. But Nolan Gaw was really like the a top five hitter in the league as a sophomore. Um, next year, this it's gonna be so fun to watch these games, man, because. I, there's so many good bats that are returning. I'll name literally, I can name six off the top of my head: Nicholson, Baumler, Sullivan, Graw, uh, Johnny Moreg. I'll keep going at this one. Carter Jeffrey. Um, give me one more, one more. Nick Severson. Severson's anyway. Yeah, they, they, there's studs all over this underclass. Will Nuss. I didn't even mention Will Nuss. Uh, and Tyne Whedon. But yeah, that this like underclassman group is ridiculous. Um, I'm actually really pumped to see how this progresses. I feel like there's a lot of D1 players in in this uh, state right now. Iowa's kind of an underrated baseball state. We've had top prospect Brody Brecht um, topping out at a hundred and like one miles per hour, and then we've got um, Marcus Morgan who I don't know how he did this this year for baseball. We've got Tommy Specht just got drafted, Ian Muller. Um, we're an underrated baseball state, in my opinion. <laughs> um, all right, we're done with catcher. That was a longer one. Starting pitcher, I've got Anthony Watts. I think Anthony Watts is the most dominant pitcher easily this year. 64 innings pitched, 120 strikeouts. And a 1.2 ERA. I was looking at a past article by Baseball. Watts at one moment had like a 0.5 ERA with 50 Ks. Yeah, he's just that that man's ridiculous. He's going to Creighton. Um, I'm excited to see how he does there. I'm sure he'll be great. He's got a tall frame. He can definitely build. He he can get stronger. He can add velo. So I'm I'm definitely interested. I'm gonna definitely keep track with his uh with his um uh, career for sure. So that wraps up the the all PK team. Um, we're we're at 12 minutes, 
so we're going to talk a little bit more. Obviously, we're going to try to get to around 20 minutes. Um, so let's talk about let's talk about snubs for a little bit. Probably some people have snubbed, um, and then we'll we'll talk about some the big offer I was talking about earlier. So for the snubs, I mean, I'd say Nolan Graw. Uh, I at screw it, he's not a snub. We're sticking him right into that utility spot. He's a he's our utility. So, if I read this out to you, we got first baseman, Clayton Bokema. Um, he's also a sophomore. I don't even think I mentioned him earlier. Second baseman, Johnny Morig. Third baseman, I mean shortstop, Cooper Nicholson. Third baseman, Cal Sullivan. Outfielder spot number one, Miles Risley. Outfielder spot number two, Carter Thomas. Outfielder spot number three, Dylan Davis. Catcher, Trevor Baumler. Starting pitcher, Anthony and if you are still wondering, like, if you didn't quite catch what I was saying there, I'll make it. I have a graphic coming out in PK, the PK Podcast Twitter. Um, go follow that, and you'll see the just the graphic form to make it kind of easier for you to read. Um, other than that, who did I, who did I snub? Tanner Short was really good this year in the outfield. Um, I, I wouldn't put him in above any of these three outfielders. I think they all were just so elite, but... He definitely deserves a mention. Gable Mitchell, that's a big one. He, that's another utility type situation. He's he's really elite too. He deserves to be on there. Er, but um, sadly, it's only nine spots. Uh, Carter Jeffrey had a really good year. Another sophomore. Um, Nick Severson, really good year in left field. Uh, Cody Sonny, Tamden, Webb Tate. All these dudes could definitely, I mean, it's kind of a wash. They're all really good. There's no, I mean, I couldn't tell you the definitive separation between some of these dudes. So um, I'm sure there's some different opinions, and that's probably true. I'm sure the, I'm sure the coaches association will come out and they'll ace it because those are the coaches and they know what they're talking about. Um so let's talk about, I'm actually intrigued by this conversation now. I'm literally going to look at sophomores and just look at how many good sophomores there are. Another dude I've, un, I've underrated here is Aiden Martin. Aiden Martin was um, really good this year. But I'm just going to look at sophomores. I'm looking at sophomores that have been really good. Um, Trevor Baumler, obviously. Nolan Grau, Carter Jeffrey, Aiden Martin, Clayton Bokama, Bokema, Bokema. I cannot say that name. I feel like I feel like I'm literally butchering that name beyond belief right now. Jake Espeland, uh, another name I definitely butchered. Matthew Soltenberg from Kennedy. I mean Colin Coonrat, Tate Lyon, Jack Strong, Tige Lyon, Tyne Whedon. I mean, I'm scrolling down. I'm just seeing Nick Blake Larson. <laughs> what? Joey Yoki? There's so many good sophomores, bro. Look, and the freshmen, too. Like, I could look at the freshmen, even. Uh, Griff Rarden from Council West Lincoln led them in hits. Wrigley Mathis, Matthias, I think that's how you say it. And he had a really good season. Will Nuss, 
We know he's been ridiculous. He's like the only one with power out of all these dudes, though. That's that's something that's sticking out to me. But yeah, underclassmen are ridiculous, man. We're absolutely loaded with talent in the state of Iowa already. And then we got these underclassmen just coming in, and they're freaks, man. I mean, I, Will Nuss is out here hitting opposite field bombs as a freshman at Dwayne Banks Field. Like, what what even is the skill gap anymore? <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. Um, so that wraps it up for the baseball. Um, that's kind of the last baseball podcast of the year, or the episode of the year. Um, what I will say is if anything big, big news happens, I'll obviously report on it and talk about it in this podcast, but this kind of wraps up the season for baseball. Um, it was a great season. Lots of great moments. Love covering it. I'm excited for next year covering it. Um, but now it's becoming a football a football season. It's football season time, and um, I'm going to be starting team profile projections. Uh, I'm excited for those. Uh, those are always super fun to do. <laughs> uh, bless me. Um, but let's talk about this big offer that I've been talking about this entire episode. Connor Moberly from Southeast Polk picked up a D1 offer to UNI. If you didn't know, Moberly is from Southeast Polk. He was back up last year. He did not play varsity snap because they have Jackson Daly, who went on to play D1 football at Arkansas State. I mean, Moberly, watching his film, looks more like a playmaker than Daly. Like, he looks like he can make plays with his feet. And um, he, I don't, the arm is definitely not as good as Daly's. But Sepp is just a, they run the ball so well that, I mean, they don't need a dude that just throws absolute bombs at all times. It's definitely a plus. But they can definitely live with a quarterback that's super athletic. And that's, I think, what Moberly is. And don't get me wrong, his arm is definitely really good. Um, it's just not... I, Daly's arm was nuts, so I don't think you can compare it. Um, but yeah, I'm super hyped for this kid. Moberly, I mean, it, it, he got a D1 offer, of course. Right when I would... Like, if someone asked me before he got a D1 offer, who's the most underrated player in the state, I would have gone with Moberly. But now he's got a D1 offer. So me saying a D1 quarterback offered prospect is an underrated athlete just literally doesn't make sense so now I gotta switch it maybe I'll go for like Carter Anderson some someone like that driving woods somehow doesn't have an offer yet to a big school that makes no sense but yeah Southeast Polk is looking so deadly next year um them and Ankeny are my one and two right now those two schools are just loaded with like top tier prospects the one my one concern for Sep is that is receiving. I don't really know who's returning for them. That's going to be a potent threat receiving-wise. Um, yeah, that's uh, their running game is just going to be ridiculous. And, and their defense, a lot of people, like, if you don't pay attention that much, you're going to think they lost Xavier, which is very true. Xavier was elite. But they're returning Draven Woods. They have Gavin Necroy. They have KP sticking up in the middle of the entire everything. They have Abu Sama who could play DB. I, he probably won't. That, that's one thing. He probably won't because 
playing a running back both ways that just doesn't end well. But they at least won't do it for the full season. But uh, I'm just interested to see what their receiving game is going to be like. Um, other than that, that was about it for that um, offer. I'm pumped for that, though. That got me hyped when I saw it. I was actually recording a podcast and had to stop it because he got an offer, and I was like, that's actually hype because he hasn't played a varsity snap. So I was shocked. It was a lot of shock that he must have balled out at camp. I think he did. Um, so uh, great job by you and I to bounce on a prospect early. I like that. I like that. So like I said earlier, team profile projections is what's next. Um, we'll start with group one. So the first episode, I'll be previewing Ankeny. Valley, Roosevelt, uh, Des Moines North, Marshalltown, and I think the and Des Moines Lincoln. Those are the teams I'll talk about in that episode. I'm pumped for it. Um, and then later uh, in the future, I'll probably do an all-state team and then talk about some rankings. So that wraps it up for this episode. Thank you guys for tuning in. I appreciate every single viewer. Um, it's been a blast and, uh, peace out. Stay tuned for the next episode.